previously on Rolling with Rainbows. I'd like to figure out how to operate the machine. Forming a long, thin ring around the entire town and the quarry are figures in hooded emerald green cloaks. Do you think uh, old man mud could help? Vi's gonna pull out this jar of weird goo. Maybe you should eat it. Maybe we should all eat it. It's a standing mirror. It's basically oval shape. Can I see my reflection in it? <laughs> Seems quite like your plan is to run away. No, that's the backup plan. That's the backup plan. We're gonna follow Dixon's plan. We're gonna load all of the Archite stock that there is into Arch's side office. Use the digger to throw it into the quarry. So, um, how's everyone feeling about this adventure? I'm pretty spooked um, by goings-on. It is pretty spooky. Oh, the adventure? Yeah. Good. Highly spooky. I didn't like Good. the goo. I'm going to be honest. I didn't yeah. like it. Didn't have to eat it. I didn't. I <laughs> did not, not want to. Vi to eat it, but um, unfortunately. If I were Vi, I simply would not have eaten the goo. Well, if I were Vi, I would eat the goo, which is why I, I had Vi eat the goo, because that's role-playing. <laughs> right, that is what Vi would do, and that's why that's what Vi did do. You feeling yeah. strong? You feeling long-lived? Yeah, do you feel the strength running through your body? Uh, well, you haven't said that Vi feels any different, so... Yeah, she doesn't feel any different. I'm, <laughs> I've just assumed that she doesn't feel any different. <laughs> the person I need to check in first with is Serena. Hello. Because the thing is that Serena was in the elevator down down to the quarry to go to the tomb. Yes. When Arch used the spell Create Barrier of Nactith. Mm. So, the two things I want to establish are the fact that you are not within the barrier, so you're not just in there. Okay. But uh, you are down there and you have no reason to suspect he knows that you're down there in the quarry. Okay. And then the other thing I want to establish is what do you, what does Serena do? The, um, the elevator clunks into place at the bottom of the shaft. Uh, this shimmering, lightly glowing blue dome has formed around Arch down in the lowest level of the quarry, and you can see by the large candles that he has lit all around him, illuminating the area just directly around him, the unconscious forms of Celia and Randy. <sighs> that son of a bitch. It's time for sneaking. Yeah, it is. Um, how, how big is the dome? Let me tell you precisely how big the dome is. That's ominous. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because it's a spell, and it says in the spell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, that's still ominous. <laughs> It says this. Uh, the way you the... said precisely, 
Uh, the barrier is spherical in shape and about a hundred yards in diameter. It can be cast around the casters to protect uh, how many... from harm or to encompass a monster or enemy. So it's a hundred yards. How many feet is that? <laughs> or meters. Uh, I'll take feet or meters. I just don't do yards. What about feeters? I was going to say, if Arch has a bigger dome than me, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I want a dome, but I don't want a dome if I'm not going to have the biggest dome. Exactly. <laughs> So it's, it is basically 100 meters. It's, it's 91 meters. So, you know, it's a very comparable size. Oh, wow. Um, a yard to a meter. It weigh? Very similar. Nothing. It's oh, a wow. spell. It's like the opposite of tungsten. It's super I was going to say, I was going to say, like, I'm glad someone got my obscure reference. <laughs> but it is heavier than feathers. So. Wait, uh, what? You. A kilogram of. <laughs> Barrier weighs more or weighs less than, or more I than the kilogram of feathers. I want to say for the record that Felicity, if Felicity were to cast a barrier in this world, it would not be bigger or smaller so, than but, Archer's one. Right, the but, spell makes it exactly that size yeah, every time. Domes yeah. heavier than feathers. <laughs> but Archer's heavier than feathers. <laughs> okay, so there we go. That's what's going on there. Uh, so what's Serena do? And she's outside this dome. Yes, because essentially, if you look at what I've done on the map, actually, um, she is at the base of the the elevator shaft, and then there are, like, levels to the quarry. Kind of, I've, like, tried to gradate them to be, like, lower and lower. And Arch is in just the lowest level of the quarry. Okay. And Felicity and Octavia are standing at the edge of the quarry overlooking this situation. Um, And... I think Serena can see them, but they can't see her because the thing is, Serena is in kind of the shadowy corners of the quarry. So yeah, tell me what is she? What's she gonna do? She's gonna try and sneak and get closer. Okay. Do you want to give me any kind of rolls? Stealth on this tabletop role playing podcast where we roll dice. Stealth. Stealth sounds good. We actually roll actual dice, but yes. Virtual dice. Digital dice. Imaginary dice. Imaginary dice. Okay, so. I have a decent chance here. Uh, I need a 56 or lower. Better than half. Fuck! You fumble. No! no! Oh no! Can no, I can I narrate this? I have an idea. The way that Serena fumbles? Yeah. Yes, but I will tell you the consequences. Right. Okay. I was going to say, I feel like she takes two steps and then accidentally kicks a stone and that stone like falls down one level and dislodges some more stones and just causes a small rock fall uh-huh. and the noise just echoes around the cavern. A little avalanche in the quarry. Yeah, I think she just immediately does just the, the clumsiest thing possible. Yeah. And, yeah. Causes a little rock fall, like you say. And what happens is the rocks pile up against the base of the barrier and you see, like, a ripple travel out across the barrier. Like, mm. clearly it has some kind of physicality to it. Uh, it reacts to the impact. And Arch turns to face you. And you see now that he's wearing this cloak. It's black with gold and silver trim, and the hood is lowered all the way down over his face, and the top of the hood obscuring his face is a round eyeball design in gold and silver. And when he looks at you, 
the thing starts to happen again. Where you see the eye. I was about to say, is it bisected? The embroidery on his hood becomes the engraving in a stone wall, and a horizontal bisection begins to deepen through the eye, as what you're looking at in front of your eyes becomes the carving that you saw when you lost your sight. And as he turns to look at you, you feel like the eyeball in the wall is swiveling in its socket to stare right at you, and you can't see anything else. But you're aware of the reality that you're seeing and the horror that's, like, plaguing your mind, and it's overwhelming you with fear. That's the thing. Like, the the engraving as you're seeing it is just, just fully re-triggering mm. the feelings that you felt in the tomb. Yeah. But at the same time, what you see from Arch is the way he spins on the spot. It's like a hinge rotating because he just rotates in the air. Okay. Because he's actually begun to hover slightly off of the ground. Fucking brilliant. You can see in the one hand he is not holding, but holding open this large book and in the other hand, he's holding this other object of some kind. And you can hear that he's chanting words in a language that you cannot comprehend. And then you hear the sound. That aggressive white noise. Because he says a word that you can't hear. And your vision is completely obscured by the bisected eye looking right at you. It's the only thing you can see. Pretty good start to this episode, I think. I think yeah. we're going pretty well. <laughs> pretty solid. Um, yeah. Yep. I'm glad we checked in on Serena first. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Do you want to stay on me for a bit, or...? <laughs> no. So, okay. Felicity and Octavia... I'm going to say this, that Octavia and Felicity can see Arch turn to face into the corner, like, towards where the, right. the elevator shaft is. But we don't see that it's Serena, necessarily. Not... I mean, you could spot hidden if yeah, you wanted I'll do a spot to, hidden to see, what he's see Serena, at. basically. I failed, so... Heck. Oh. Heck Let's see. I think Vi would... Uh, often with Vi, it's a question of, like does she care enough to try to do something? And I think in this case she does. It's very sad. It's often not a matter of her ability, but her willingness to do something. <laughs> uh, but and she fails anyway. <laughs> in this case, even if she wanted to, she can't. Yeah, so that's the thing. You both see that Arch has turned to look at something in the darkness around the base of the elevator shaft, and you also do see the ripples travelling across the dome, like something impacted that edge of the dome, but yeah. you can't see what he's looking at. He seems to be making a series of gestures in the air. You see that his hand moves away from the book, and the book just stays where it is, holding in the air as if held by some invisible force, and he's making gestures in the air, uh... In particular, like, he's holding the other object high above his head. And his left hand that was holding the book, he's now making these gestures. And almost like he's painting us, like a, you know, painting symbols that you can't see. Is he wearing the ring? Can we tell? 
I mean, you already failed your spot hidden, yeah. so I'm not gonna like. <laughs> I'm not just gonna be like spot hidden again to see a ring from yeah. like over a hundred feet, like a hundred meters away. It's safe to assume that he is. He may well be wearing the ring. Yeah, that's what he was saying <laughs> last time you saw him. So. I'm not sure even where. This is a lot to sort of just take in. I'm not sure if Vi even knows what to. So, like. Everything that Vi sort of encounters, like after this huge traumatic event for her in the lighthouse, is seeing these worms, not with the person dying, but with seeing these worms. Uh-huh. Um, she's now earnestly trying to understand what's happening around her in terms of like this supernatural stuff. Yeah. That's her pre-worm life and her post-worm life, and she has a different attitude now. In post-worm life, she honestly and earnestly tries to understand the supernatural stuff. But the problem is she's not very good at understanding the supernatural stuff. Um, So (laughs) it, it puts her into a space where she's kind of wants to know, but doesn't know, but doesn't want to admit that she doesn't. She doesn't want to highlight that she doesn't know, but she want she wants to know, and she, it's especially <laughs> like in this situation. It's a, I understand kind of what you're getting at. Like it's a very scary situation that she she does wish she knew more, but she is also like afraid of the vulnerability of admitting that in this really scary situation she is really really helpless. Right? Yeah. That I guess that's what I'm getting at. Is she feels very helpless that. I guess she feels like it's a personal failing on her part that she doesn't know enough uh, to know what to do in this situation. And she doesn't want to own up to that personal failing Mm. or perceived personal failing. Vi, is the slime working? Are you feeling powerful? Um, no, I, um, I don't think so. Maybe it takes a little while to, to kick in. From behind you, you hear Pierre's voice, and he says, I don't know, I think I feel worse, if anything. I, my hand hurts, and my head hurts, and my stomach hurts. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily feel any worse, I just don't feel any different. I just, (coughs) I just don't feel good at all. I mean, maybe that's a good sign, though, if I feel fine and you don't feel fine. I mean, that's obviously a bad sign for you, Pierre, and I'm very sorry about that, but maybe it's a good sign for me. How is that a good (gasps) sign? And he, like, splutters this this kind of black bile all down his front. Pierre, are you getting sick too? Oh, oh no, I don't think so. Like I said, I think maybe it's just American food. It's not good. You just, but you just spit up black not what there's look look he looks down at his front and then he looks up at you and he says what are you talking about i think i'm going to see if i can help the others is that arch down there and he takes a couple of steps towards the the quarry so he can look a little bit closer and then he takes like a couple of steps towards the the union guys who it as we established last episode are like running back and forth like taking all of the 
Archie's film stock and all of the unprocessed Archite and just packing the site office full of it like a great big cake of, <laughs> of Archite. Uh, and he takes a couple of steps towards them and then he just falls down. Oh no. Pierre, are you okay? He doesn't reply. And you realize that he's passed out. All right, well, I gotta run up and see what he's, if he's all right. Could you first aid on him? Yeah, sure. You can get him back a hit point. No, you can't. No. That's a 66 against 40. No. It's okay. He didn't lose a hit point anyway. He just passed out. <laughs> you can't tell what seems to be the cause of him passing out, but you, but like, he doesn't seem to be in an immediate grave danger. What do you do? Uh, can we sort of pull him off to the side somewhere safe where he yeah, doesn't seem yeah. to be likely to be injured immediately? <laughs> that seems valid. Can't put him in the well, site office, unfortunately. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Imagine if you did, though. Um, <laughs> so the thing is, uh, as you're like getting around to move Pierre, I guess just, yeah, like out of the way to a, a safe place, um, you, you see more activity down in the quarry, down in the, inside the dome. And you can see that part of the dome has like, is, is, is like warping and moving. Oh, and then, no. and then another body is moved into the dome. And you can see that floating through the air is Serena. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Oh. Hell no. <laughs> Serena, you can't see anything but the eye, and you feel your legs go out from under you as you are just, like, lifted as if by a giant hand, and just carried. It feels smooth, but you can feel the motion of being pulled through the air. The invisible hand of the market? (laughs) That's right. Capitalism (laughs) finally caught up with you, bud. Oh, no. Wait, but that means I'm inside the dome. You are, in fact, inside the dome, yes. Sick. Nice. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Win. I mean, that was the goal, so goal achieved. Now I just have to get release myself from the grip of this uh, thing. That's right. That's the thing. Now you just Um, have to return to consciousness. (laughs) Yeah, get your sight back. Get, you know, yeah, many things. If I was would simply let me unfaint... (laughs) You aren't fainted, that's the thing. Okay. You're just Great. You're just eye in the grip of terror. You're just unblinking bisected eye blind. Mm. So uh yeah, that's what you two up on the edge of the quarry see. You see Serena being pulled into the dome by Arch. Hmm. Mm. Well, I gotta try it. I guess if I go down there uh-huh. and try my barrier spell. Interesting. And see what happens. That is an interesting approach. I hadn't thought of that. Like, I'm not sure what other things there are to do yet. Uh-huh. So, I like it. Gotta try that first of all. Okay. Uh, do you tell Octavia? Octavia, I think I should try my spell. He is doing the same thing that I can do. I can do that. Do you think it'll like cancel each other out or? Maybe we can get inside his barrier that way and stop him that way. 
uh, two of the guys who were running the stuff back and forth have come over and started moving Pierre to a safe place inside the, like, worker, you know, residence. And Henry comes over to you. Although you two actually don't know he's called Henry because you didn't get introduced. Yeah. But the man, the the smoking man (laughs) comes over to you and he says, So Arch is down there. What's he? Is that your friend? He's holding Serena, Celia, and Randy. And from what I understand, he's planning to wake up the sleeping monster that's in the mine. Jesus Christ. What are you going to do? I can do a spell like the one that he's doing that's making this dome that might let us get inside. I'm not sure. What do we do when we get inside, though? Take him out. Right. Do you think we can just... I'm not sure we could just blast him. Look, Randy is in there, and Randy is, like... You saw what he could do. Uh, To be fair... Nat, Jess, and Joe, the players, have been talking a lot about Randy's strength based on based on a, a numerical calculation of what a hard success yeah, must yeah, have been. Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen. But what you saw him do was large man Randy yeah. Watson pull the camera out of the hands of Serena and smash it. Yeah, we've we've seen him be quite strong and look very youthful for a man over a hundred years old. So we saw him walking away like the Terminator. And ignoring bullets being shot his way. That is true. And then yeah, we did. turn around. Okay. And with little to no effort, s- snatch a camera away and smash it. Some you know he's very strength. cool, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the guy says, Would it, um, would it help if I drew his attention? Uh, well, I don't know. I can. Oh, I can't actually do anything. I have a spell that I could use on him, but actually I can't use it because I'm I don't think I'm powerful enough yet. You're referring to the fact that if you use the spell at full health, it would take all but one hit point and currently you are quite grievously wounded. I need three more hit points to cast it. Uh right. at right. which point it would kill me. Uh, cool. So I need four or more hit points to cast it <laughs> and not yeah. not be killed by casting it. Very cool. <laughs> well, does anyone have a gun? Um, I, someone can distract him while I try and do a barrier spell and someone, if someone was with me, perhaps they could break into his dome with a gun. I'm one step ahead of you, baby. (laughs) Side note, um, you would have learned from when you learned the spell, it's in the spell description, that uh, projectiles can pass through the barrier if if the damage they would do is greater than the power of the barrier, obviously. You Uh. don't know how powerful his spell is, but just for the record, that's a thing. So... I was I guess I was assuming that just the the workers plan from creating an explosion wouldn't be enough to break through his barrier necessarily because all I saw was that it But that's just not necessarily correct. Right. 
Well then, let's. But just... their plan for creating an explosion is to detonate the quarry and just bury everything in right, it. Right, and there's people we care about in the exactly down there. So you have you have correctly assessed the the the, the, the game I have created for yes. this episode. Yes, <laughs> that is that's what's going on. <laughs> uh, well, let's try it from here first. Then, anyone got a gun? Yeah, the guy goes. Uh, yeah, sh- sure. And he pull. He just very casually just pulls a handgun out of the back of his belt. <laughs> Brilliant. I guess you could distract him uh, by shooting at him first of all, and then if that doesn't work, I'll try my spell. Okay. Do you want to sneak down and I'll distract him? Brilliant. How do I signal to you that I'm ready? Uh. Do you know any bird bird calls? Oh my god. What was that? that? Does that work? Is that good? Does that work? Is that good? (laughs) He goes, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's great, yeah, okay. Great, that's a plan. Uh, yeah, and he he runs off to one side, so what are you gonna do, and what's Octavia gonna do? Uh, so I guess Octavia is not feeling like she has the power to take out this guy. So she's going to focus on saving the people that she knows best, which in order is uh, Serena, then Randy, and then Celia. Okay, fair enough. Um, so you, if I'm reading you correctly, you're planning to sneak in to the barrier with Felicity's help to, and then you're going to try and get the people out. Yep. Okie yeah, dokie. Cool. That's the plan. Great. I've, I love that we have a plan. Should we play it out? Okay. Let's go down to the quarry. I'm going to need some rolls, basically, to play out this plan. Is it okay. some little stealth rolls? You probably want to stealth if you, if you probably want to, like, not, you know, yep, that thing. A little cheeky stealth. All that stuff. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's an immediate failure of an 89 against 20. Um, <laughs> I got an extreme you... success, though. Yeah, if I got an extreme success and I got a regular fail. That's really interesting. So it's kind of a... Vi calls it, which way down does Vi go, stairs or elevator? Well, I mean, I think it makes... Based on the results of these rolls, I think it makes more sense if she takes the stairs and then... Okay. Felicity takes the elevator and the stairs are much more... Or maybe Felicity's so just that... a bit too hasty and goes, <laughs> and just gets spotted. So what happens... <laughs> no, okay. So what happens is Felicity very unstealthily runs to the top of the elevator shaft and presses to call it and Arch spots her immediately. He draws a, like, harsh, sudden shape in the air, and what happens is that the cables that are bringing up the elevator just unwind themselves. And the elevator falls right down the shaft, and and you hear it, like, smash at the bottom. But while this is happening, because she drew his attention so completely, uh, Vi sneaks down just beautifully. She's right down there by the edge of the barrier. Congratulations. (laughs) distracted do you <laughs> yeah um do you, why don't you roll with a bonus die 
for the fact that you can have a distraction, you know, your friends help for you to try and sneak down the stairs. Right. Uh, right. So I'm like, I've been spotted. I, I need him to do it. Yeah. The consequence right that came out of that is the elevator is broken. You're yeah. all going to have to get back up the stairs if you're getting out of here. Right. So, so f- because Felicity's been spotted and, and she wants to encourage a distraction right away to take the heat off herself. Right. She goes, <laughs> I guess she does. And then tries to stealth. And so, right. With, so roll that with a bonus die. And what happens is that um, you hear an engine start up and there was a little, there was a little truck, a little flatbed truck in the, the parking lot that where they were getting the digger out from. <laughs> and you see that one of the union guys has started driving it. And the, the smoking guy we know as Henry uh, has, is standing in the flatbed in the back and they're driving around the top of the quarry, like, clockwise away from you. <laughs> and he just starts shooting from the flatbed of the quarry at the barrier. Brilliant. That's so oh cool. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> and this obviously completely draws Archer's attention. Yeah, because I just rolled a hard success there. So. Yeah, so you are successfully scurrying down the stairs. <laughs> and what Arch is doing is he draws another, like, harsh symbol in the air, like, very, like, uh, aggressively... And what you see up on the top of the quarry is the the earth just erupts. Oh no. The driver has to like spin the wheel completely like, you know, twice over to like turn and avoid crashing over the side of the quarry here. Oh no. But then manages Power to carries on driving around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, but Arch is like repeatedly drawing these sigils in the air and he keeps on like basically causing little explosions at the top of the quarry, trying to target this truck, and in return, Henry is like shooting at the at the barrier, but the bullets aren't making it through. Right. Okay. So they're not powerful enough versus the not barrier. from a handgun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. um. So, <laughs> so I want to come back to Serena, who is currently inside of the barrier. Oh yeah. Serena, you can only see the eye. And for a time, you could only hear this, like, fuzzing in your ears that was blocking out everything else. And then you could feel yourself being pulled through the air. Okay. You couldn't tell if that was, like, an illusory feeling because you had no sight or hearing, like, feedback. Because it's, you know, sometimes when you, like, black out or something, you feel like you're falling down a well. Right. And you're just floating anyway, so... But now your hearing starts to come back a little, and the eye shape has become this, like burning after image on black in your in your vision but it is no longer like the vivid carving on the wall and you hear serena 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 can you hear me can i move and like open my eyes are my eyes even closed your eyes are not closed can i just can't see you just can't see. Yeah. Great. That, okay. You fumbled it. You, there has to be a consequence. Oh no 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 no! I know. I just wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify yeah. where mm-hmm. I'm at. Um, I. I can hear you. Can he hear us? So you get your bearings and you kind of realize that you've been pulled somewhere and you're you're lying down on the ground, and Celia says again, Serena, I don't move. He is distracted right now, but don't move. He's very dangerous. You can't see, can you? No. I can't. 
tell me tell me what's happening you hear like the sound of gravel crunching and then you hear like much closer to your face arch has got some kind of spell book he's he's doing some kind of magic there's someone from the union i think he he's shooting at the barrier but it's not doing anything arch cast a spell on randy his eyes turned white and he he, he passed out i I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to us. Do you have your gun? Back pocket. Do you know how to use it? I've never shot a gun before. Just... Just make sure the safety's off. Point it at him and pull the trigger. That's as much advice as I can really give you. Serena, I'm scared. Me too. What's a safety? (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Uh. The the bit you cock at the top. (laughs) I I feel bad asking her to do it. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I just can't see, can I? Uh, yeah. yeah, no, you can't That's Okay, how, how about this? You point my hand And I'll pull the trigger uh, I'll try Felicity mm-hmm. Was going to cast a spell Yeah How do I do that? <laughs> <laughs> how to do that <laughs> how to do that sure so the thing is it's going to cost you 1d10 sanity points to do it classic how many sanity points do you have right now 11 <laughs> i love felicity so much um so <laughs> that's not great but wait how many sanity points uh 11 Oh. 11. She I just wanted 11. to make sure I didn't mishear you. No, she's got 11. <laughs> and I just have to roll 1d10 right now. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. How many magic points do you have? Nine. Nine. Okay. So the thing is that you don't know how strong this barrier is. Yeah. And um, the... Basically, the barrier has, by the description of the spell, 3d10 points. So, like, you spend one point, you have you, you get 3d10 strength of the barrier. For, so you spend one magic point yeah. to if, get 3d10 strength. So, supposing Arch spent your nine magic points, yeah. he would get 27d10 points of barrier strength. Right. You don't, but you don't know how many magic points he had to spend. Right. So, essentially what I'm going to require you to do is kind of round by round. So you don't have to do it all at once, I can kind of... Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is that if you want to, you can put points in at a time. Yeah. But you're going to have to roll each time to not draw his attention. Ooh, okay. And bear in mind that you need at least one point to 
get out of here through the mirror that you found. Right. Uh, I think I'm going to start off with spending three at once then. That makes sense. You're going to have to give me... So, here's the thing. Yeah. Give me nine. Give me a 9d10 just right off the bat. That's how strong you're casting the spell, basically. Right, okay, okay. Uh, uh. Okay, wow, good good stuff. You've yeah. got 71 points of strength in your barrier. But the thing is, you also need to roll your sanity. Ugh. So I need you to do two more rolls for me. One is your sanity. And you won't have to repeat that roll. That's just this time. Oh, good. No, 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 no. Not roll against your sanity. It just costs you 1d10 to do this spell. Okay. okay. So you just need to roll 1d10. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. So why don't you tell the audience what's going on? Yeah, I just rolled five, which, you know, that's only halfway out of ten, so that makes sense. But, you know, that's a big number, which means that I'm I'm getting a... Hmm? I'm, I'm, What's that? I'm getting a bad mental time right now because that's five <laughs> all at once, and I'm also lo- losing nearly half of my sanity all in one go. If an investigator loses five or more sanity points from a single source of sanity loss, sufficient emotional trauma has been suffered that the keeper must test the investigator's sanity. The keeper asks for an intelligence roll. Okay. Well, my intelligence is really high in this game, so that's good. That's really cool. Let's try it. Oh, shit! An extreme success! That's great, bud! That means you totally understand what's happening to you yes. right now. Yes! <laughs> yes, mate! That's okay. awesome. So on top of this being the case, also, on losing a fifth or more of current sanity points in one game day, the investigator becomes indefinitely insane. Now, how Again. we're running... How we're running this on Rolling with Rainbows is that there's the bout of madness, and then when you have indefinite insanity, that means it's kind of an ongoing mental health trauma consequence. Let's roll for your bout of madness. Hooray! It's everybody's favourite part of the podcast. (laughs) Yay! I'm going to roll a d10, and then I'm going to tell you something bad. (laughs) That's a five. Huh. So five is significant person? Review the investigator's backstory entry for significant people. The investigator mistakes another person in the scene for their significant person. (laughs) Consider the nature of the relationship. The investigator acts upon it. This lasts 1d10 rounds. (laughs) So... Okay, she has an enemy in this scene. Her significant person is her ex-husband, who she feels a lot of rage and fury She does have only one significant person in her backstory. Yes. (laughs) And it's this man who she despises more than anything. So I think this, this, for now, not not necessarily for the future, but Uh for right now, Uh we can make this work. Uh Uh-huh. But you're not in control of that. I'm in control of that as the DM. (laughs) Okay. And final roll, before I tell you everything that happens here. Yeah. Is that 
you need to roll stealth to not draw his attention. As you're going insane. <laughs> oh, she's just going to yell at him, though, isn't she? Yeah, I she's think it's... She's just going to yell at him. That's the thing that's bad. It's a failure. Yeah, because she's just going to yell at him. Okay, so I think we... She failed because she's just yelling what at him I love, right now. What I love is that the, the dice told such a beautiful story really, already. Really did. And now I, I'm not going to tell you. You paint me a word picture because this is just like... You got everything came together so well here. <laughs> tell me about what this, you know, pushing through the barrier, how that looks. Tell me what happens to her mind. <laughs> Tell me the consequences in the scene. Okay, first of all, does the barrier succeed in breaking through his barrier? Congratulations, yes. Brilliant, okay. Oh, thank God that was worth it. Um, okay, so she stands in front of his barrier. All the exhaustion and horror that she's seen in the day breaks through all at once as she puts all of her energy into creating a bubble that expands outside of herself and okay. forces its way through his, shattering his dome, at least the portion of it that So you're creating like a passage in the dome yeah. at this entry point. Like okay. a double bubble kind of thing. Okay, I see. She sees him floating, <laughs> all smug. Typical men. Typical bloody men. <laughs> Robert! <laughs> you lying bastard! <laughs> I'm not gonna let you get away with this again! <laughs> it's over! So... <laughs> okay, so... And, and let me tell you some good news is that I rolled and you only get one round of thinking he's Robert. So we don't need to establish that you do anything like rushing in, collapsing your spell or whatever. You can stay here and hold up the entryway to the thing. But just for this one round, you just yell at him because you think he's your ex-husband. She certainly does grab his attention. Okay. I need to cut back to Serena because there's crucial timing stuff going on here. Yes. I think an argument could be made that Serena should have a bonus die because someone else is aiming a gun for her. But I also think an argument could be made she should have a penalty die mm -hmm. because she cannot see... <laughs> That seems... Do I was you want to have a conversation with me here? <laughs> I was going to suggest the alternative could be that we use... Um, is there a way we could ro ro roll it as if Celia's rolling? Or does that not really let's, work? Let's break out the Star Wars dice for this one. <laughs> yeah. No, look. Uh, I think that there's an argument on either side here. And just, what do you feel? And full disclosure to the audience, Joe could just be, you know... Bloody-minded here. She wants to shoot the guy. <laughs> well, I, in <laughs> but my I'm hoping mind, we'll if, have, like, fair roleplay. If if there's one factor that's making it harder for her to shoot the gun, and one factor making it easier for her to shoot the gun, it's just a normal roll, because mm -hmm. she's bad at shooting the gun anyway. Okay. <laughs> like, it's a one in four chance that she successfully shoots the right. gun. 
<laughs> and hits the target, I suppose. So, in that case, give me a normal firearms roll. Hey, that's... Holy shit! You succeeded? I succeeded, I got a 16. Oh, and I needed 26 or lower. you successfully shot someone? <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay, I need you to roll the damage on it as well, and then we'll talk about what happens. Ah, 38 revolver, here we go. 1d10. So... Okay, well that rolled, that did the roll to hit and the damage. Should we just take the damage from that? That's good, well, that's good to know for future reference. But yeah, um, the damage is 8. That's, that's really good to know. Okay, so... Uh, let's work through what happens in this scene. <laughs> okay. Felicity casts her bubble. It costs so much of her current sanity. She immediately sees her husband using ma- arcane magic to summon a buried deity and explode the quarry to try and kill the guys who are driving the truck around. I thought we established it's not a deity because they managed to kill it. (laughs) And she she yells at him for being a lying bastard. (laughs) And he spins in the air to face her. And you see him draw the sigil again. The one he's been drawing when he makes the ground explode. (laughs) And Serena, you feel Celia pull your arm up as you grab the gun out of your pocket and you cock the hammer back and you point it and your vision begins to uncloud. It's still blurred, but you can just see as you're pointing the gun as he brings the... What you see in his hand is this crystal shard but instead of a crystal it's just obsidian black oh and it's as large as the body of a pineapple fruit it's this huge thing in his hand okay and he brings it down towards where felicity is holding open the bubble but you haven't seen that yet you just see him gesturing where do you aim the gun because you do succeed (laughs) Right, shot to the heart. Fucking ah, sent a mast. Okay, yeah. So I hope you're not too late. You hit him. From Serena's perspective, you shoot the guy, and he's knocked out of the air temporarily. Yes, he's 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 hit. Blood sprays, and he like falls out of the air. Across from you, at the edge of the barrier, Felicity and Octavia need to both give me dexterity rolls. Wait, there's a dodge skill, isn't there? There is. Yeah, there is. There's a specific dodge skill. Give me dodge rolls. Get the heck out of dodge. No! bad. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) What's your current health? Not high. (laughs) Current health. Oh, that's a fumble for you. Eight. Yeah, so um, the thing is that uh, Felicity fully fails. <laughs> Fumbles, in fact. And so I think that what happens is, although he gets knocked out of the air, and although Octavia manages to, I assume, rush through and into under the dome, right? Yeah. As you're doing that, the ground behind you, where you know that Felicity is standing holding up the bubble just erupts. You're thrown forwards by the blast of it. Octavia, you don't take any damage. 
Oh, good. I don't like what that implies for Felicity, though. Fuck. No. And Felicity, you take four damage, which is half of your current health, I understand. Yeah. Um, as the spot exactly where you are, just like, just, you're just blasted as if you're, well, I mean, you're basically, explo- like, you know, there's an explosion right underneath you. Yeah. You're thrown outside of the dome. Oh, shit. And you're thrown hard against the wall of the quarry. And you feel something in your right shoulder crack and crunch as you hit the wall. And that's where we all find ourselves. That was one round. (laughs) So I have... My left arm is broken. Yes. And now my right shoulder is also broken. Something happened. You felt something happen. Oh no. (laughs) She's not doing good. So then what happens is, Octavia, you're inside the dome. Felicity, you're outside the dome. Serena, your vision is blurry, so not great, and you will take disadvantage on further visual things without assistance. Okay. And Arch stands up from the floor where he fell. With his left hand, he's clutching at his chest, and you can see blood is spilling out over his hand. And then this rumbling begins under the whole quarry. This just immense rumbling. It feels like an earthquake. It feels immense. It feels... Just the ground itself is being shook and trembled. Uh, Rocks start working their way out of the walls of the quarry and falling down. Far above you, the truck that was doing these circuits of the top of the quarry has to swerve and avoid, like, as as rockfall starts in the edges of the quarry. Is he still chanting? No. Okay. And you see... This great red hand emerge from the falling rocks as if it were waving through a cloud of puffed out flour pile out of the cliffside Uh. and it smacks into the dome and ripples run across the entire dome then, from the other side of the quarry where the where the elevator shaft is, you hear this great grinding of metal as the elevator shaft is torn from the wall as another hand pushes its way out of the quarry wall and smacks into the dome, bringing the whole elevator shaft like it was a toy model with it, and the elevator shaft just smashes into hundreds of tiny pieces. Ripples run all the way across the dome. And then another great red hand emerges out of the tomb, shooting forward in a bald fist. Ah! And punches hard into the dome. And this time, the glowing of the ripples intensifies with the impact, as it's clearly straining under the force of the pummeling that it's taking from the thing beneath the earth. And Arch gets to his feet and he brings the obsidian 
shard in front of him, like he's aiming it at you, Serena. And the gun is blown out of your hand and across the quarry towards Octavia. I think Octavia is just going to yell at everyone. Okay, I think it's time to go. And then make her way back. And assuming that the dome is still barely straining to be up, right? Mm-hmm. She's going to go to the edge of the dome. Wait for it to <laughs> wait for it to not be up anymore, and then run away. Uh, I'd say it's Felicity's turn after that. If that's if that's all Octavia's doing on her turn, yeah, yeah um... that seems like what she can do <laughs> at this point. Great. Love it. Does cool. Felicity still have her dome? No, that's kind of the a big part of the consequence. Yeah, all that sanity waste. <laughs> you got Octavia in. Yeah. And she's just she's chosen to turn around and try and leave immediately. <laughs> right. So Felicity's not gonna feel safe to do very much at all right now. She is very badly wounded. Very badly physically and mentally injured. Uh-huh. She's gonna try and run to the tomb. Oh shit! I'm becoming the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna try and run to the team, yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay, I love that. Incredible. Is it destroyed? But I did establish that the third giant red hand had shot out of the tomb as a fist. Right. So the whole of the tomb is destroyed. The the button still could work. The you hand is know. coming out of it, so you can't get down. Even if it like, even if it weren't just collapsed, like yeah, yeah the, the 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 big arm has come out of it. Yeah, yeah. Because I was absolutely thinking that she would just go right down, press the button, and be <laughs> like magically somewhere else, and just leave with a not injured body. <laughs> just <laughs> like the this ocean. shit, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone else would certainly die, is the thing. I mean, so would she. Hey, it's Call of Cthulhu. It, do what you gotta do. I love the idea we don't get to play any of my favourite arcs that I've designed because you just you just betray everyone and kill the whole party. Cool. Um, no, that's off the table. The tomb is co- like is, is, has big red fist coming out of it. Damn it. So now... Can she even do anything by making another barrier? Is that even going to help in any way? Like, she can't do anything... I mean, she could literally die if she does that. Yeah, exactly. And it wouldn't give anyone any advantage other than she would also be in there with Octavia and Serena and Celia and Randy. I guess she's going to try get out of the quarry, right? That's the thing that makes sense. She's going to try and climb out of the quarry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, there's a climb skill, I believe. There is. Oh, and she's got a good one. Because you got to use it a lot in your Scuttlebutt's adventure. Yeah. And all the stairs are destroyed, presumably. Uh, nope. That's the one. That's one of the sides of the quarry that has not yet oh. been wrecked. Not yet. Well, can she just go up the stairs then? <laughs> it, it's in the hu- like it's in the hurry and everything's shaking. That's why I'm asking you for your climb skill. 
But you can give a, you know what, you can give it a, penal, a bonus die. I think that's fair because, you know, you do, like you say, it is still stairs. Right. <gasps> yeah! Okay, fantastic. Uh, 34 against a 40. So you do succeed. You're running up the stairs just away from everything. Okay. Badly injured. And I think that what you see as you start to near the top... Yeah. Okay, you see a few things. You see the site office picked up on the front of a digger. Like, the whole building, because it's kind of a big capsule that's been prefabricated and moved in, has been, like, tipped onto its side, and it's being pushed by this digger. And you recognise the the guy, his Henry, uh, has, you know, gotten off the back of the truck now and is driving the digger. The second thing you see is people fleeing and panicking, because everything is shaking. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah, yeah. The third thing you see is that down the other end of the main street that basically makes up the whole kind of infrastructure of the town of Raphael Mm. is a line of green-cloaked figures who are calmly advancing in. And I want to check back in on Serena. Serena, your vision is blurry. You're going to take disadvantage on any kind of visual things you want to do. And you also need to, like, get up and stuff. Yeah, I think she, like, quite painstakingly gets to, like, up, probably just to her knees at first, but then up. Like, her head is still ringing from, like, that wound from earlier. And she just shouts, Arch! What have you done? So, you know, you see Arch. He's still blurry to you, but the thing is that you can see, even despite the blurriness, a particular feature because it's glowing on his finger, the ring. That turned Dominic into spaghetti. Okay. And he says, When my old man went north, he took five other men with him. When he came back to Seattle, he was alone. But he had five rings he would wear on his right hand. And I knew from his rantings and his ravings what had happened to them. And I knew the power that he was trying to wield, but it was too much for him because he was small. And he was weak. And I'm not going to be small. I'm going to p- command power. I'm going to shoot him mid-monologue. <laughs> I already established that your gun is... Oh wait, oh, fuck wait. yeah, no! Ah, oh, beans! Ah, oh. <laughs> I completely forgot that. That would have been now, funny. Now you've got to sit back and watch as he that gets... Been funny a julius caesar haircut that's right yeah uh-huh <laughs> and he announces the metaverse um that it that this is this is all just a lead-up speech to him announcing the vr um stage of so- social media that's the power he's talking about and he says and now i'm going to command power power beneath my land power that belongs to me it's not your land and it never has been And he turns to face Serena, and he's begun to levitate again. Um, And he gestures with his left hand, and the book that had fallen because you shot him flies to him and hovers in front of his face. And you see the pages turning in the air as you feel yourself be gripped again by the invisible force. Uh, I think Serena turns to Serena's like, Next, when the dome comes down, run. Leave me. 
Just go. What? It's not gonna no. last much longer. This thing... What are you... No! Arch! You don't have control of this thing! And he says, Oh, but I will! And you are pulled across the ground, and then pulled up into the air, held aloft by this invisible force, and you see him reach in to his cloak with his left hand, and pull out a long, black, with gold and silver trim-handled ceremonial dagger. Is it one of the wiggly ones? (laughs) You know what, just for fun, just just for you, bud, yeah. Thank yeah, you. It's one of the ones. And he says... We love a wiggly and dagger. Says, and he says, It will be, it will be my power. And it is Octavia's turn. Oh, boy. The barrier's still up, right? Correct. Congrats. Hope this helps. She's going to try to make a run for the pistol to... To try to, to to do something. <laughs> I think that um, it's definitely like within your move rating to be able to run and grab it. Um, I think that the crucial role here is the aiming the gun and shooting the guy. <laughs> okay. Well, let's try that then. I got twenty percent chance of that happening. Holy shit. Sorry. <laughs> hey, a, Jess, do you want to tell us about that? That's an extreme success. Three. I rolled a three out of a hundred. Wow. I, I, sh- I shoot. I shoot the gun. Do you want to roll me the damage on that gun? Five damage. That's fantastic. Why don't you just paint me a little word picture, I think? Because... So what you're seeing in front of you is Serena and Arch begin to float higher into the air. Serena against her will, Arch deliberately. Uh, They're maybe like four feet off the ground each and rising. Arch has the book open in front of him and he's chanting and he's drawing the blade and he's making sigils in the air with the blade. And then you fire the gun. Tell them what happens. So... Vi, having yelled out to Serena, run towards the barrier. The barrier's still up. Serena is now very clearly not running, is not following behind, isn't going to make it. Uh, Vi sort of has this moment of, like, making a decision where she decides to try to do something about the situation instead of just trying to run away. Sounds uh, good. Remembers the gun, runs over to it, and then in one motion is, you know, as good as she can. She reaches down, picks up the gun, aims it towards center mass, because uh, she knows she's not very good with the guns that are small. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Aims it towards center mass of facebook guy and (laughs) pulls the trigger red mist shoots out the back of arch the book tumbles away serena tumbles to the floor 
Serena, you don't feel held by the force anymore. Okay. I'm not doing Felicity's turn right now because I feel that Felicity kind of exited the scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will revisit Felicity in a second because there's some other stuff going on. Arch is still hanging there in the air. And around you, the three hands, the three, the three enormous hands that have come out of the quarry walls... They shimmer and change. They were red and now they're blue and now they're yellow and now they're pink. And they're shining with this kind of... It looks like something is flowing through the veins of this enormous thing. And all three fists pummel the dome at once. And it pops like an enormous soap bubble. Which makes the rumbling grow only worse. The quarry is becoming an absurdly unsafe place to be. <laughs> Celia gets to her feet and sprints towards uh, Octavia because Serena told her to just run. Arch hangs in the air, utterly motionless. And he opens his mouth to speak, and just a gush of blood runs out of his mouth and down his down the front of his robes. And he tries to speak again, and no words come out, and just blood comes out of his mouth. And then he gurgles out, "My land!" As a hand shoots out of the earth right in front of Serena, a fourth giant hand shoots out of the earth and grabs him out of the air, crushing him in its fist and pulls straight back down into the ground. (laughs) But for Serena, this is extremely bad news because the ground right in front of you begins to completely destabilize. You're on the edge of a rapidly growing sinkhole. Okay. Um, where did the book land? Uh... Basically, where Arch was. Okay, so, so that's gone. Like yep. in the sinkhole right away. Okay, cool. Essentially, I just like if it was somewhere I could try and grab it on the way out, I maybe would, but yeah, not the priority. Um, the thing is, I would I would let you try and like dex to grab it, but if you did fumble, you would die. Uh, <laughs> for yeah, sure. no, I think. I, so I, I just I, want I, you to know those are the stakes. Whilst, if you want whilst to try I think it. she does want to look at the book, definitely she would rather stay alive. <laughs> I like that someone has good priorities <laughs> like, in this Like, on the one hand, I think Serena dying to make sure everyone gets away here would be quite a nice end to her arc. But also, if she can live, it would be good. Well, yeah, it's not making sure everyone can get away when she she dies trying to grab a book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she just loves books, okay? It's not... <laughs> Having fun isn't um, hard when you've got a library card. She'll, like, try and scramble to her feet and get away. <laughs> yeah, I think that she can, because she hasn't received any, like, uh, any new injuries. Um, I still have that head thing. wound, which is a major wound. Yeah, you do have the major wound, but you are able to get to your feet and begin to run. I think I still need you to dodge as, like, debris is thrown around okay. this quarry from, like, the fifth, the four fists that, that are basically fair. just, like, smashing it to bits. Okay, so it's a 41 or lower I need. Hard success. Incredible. Uh, you you bob and weave as, like, 
whole ass quarry boulders are just like thrown around around I, you I, and the ground like be- becomes this bigger and bigger sinkhole i feel like we get that scene of her running towards camera and then dodging left and right as two boulders hit either side of her and like it definitely looks <laughs> yeah. like some of the ground is just giving way under her feet yeah that's exactly it um yeah. but then so is it are the sides of the quarry also going or is it just the ground at the bottom that's Mostly the ground, but, like, the sides of the quarry are kind of exploding around as these hands move. Okay, I think she, at definitely some point she takes kind of a running leap onto a bit of rock that looks a bit more firm, and kind of the rest of the ground that she was on just completely gives way. And there's just... You see her looking down into the abyss of where it's all falling. Uh, you, uh... You managed to reach where Octavia is. <laughs> the pals reunited. Celia, where's... Is, can I see Celia? And uh, Celia reaches uh, reaches the foot of the stairs as well. Okay, good. And she's like, "We well, yeah, uh, we should get up uh, out of the quarry right now." Yeah, I just need to. My head's still fucking pulsing from whatever that thing was. The ground continues to <laughs> give way and like wide the sinkhole widens. You know. Yeah, she she like you guys go ahead, and then she kind of waits for a second or two and like sways a bit and then carries on. Joe is just desperately determined for Serena to die while ever. No, else I just think no, arc. like like she just got she just like she only just came out of whatever that fucking uh-huh. you know like she got grabbed by a big hand spend. thing. She got forced to see the eye. It, it fucks up her vision again. She I'm has just a head wound. Your bud. Okay, I, I, I'm trying to be dramatic and cinematic about this. <laughs> anyway. Octavia has any kind of. Like, commentary or reaction, or just runs? Uh, just is running, and if anybody isn't, um, isn't, like, is falling behind or anything, is at this point committed to helping people out, so well, we'll help people out. Randy never got up. I was gonna say. And utterly motionless, his body was just consumed by the sinkhole. Oh, right. No. Uh, oh, no. Anybody who... <laughs> she could actually help. Um. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, oh, poor well, Randy. <laughs> Joe. Joe had. Uh, you know, in the next arc, when you're dealing with the bad council members, you're gonna like whatever. Um, <laughs> We're gonna miss Randy. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he's Joe one of the good had ones. ideas about how Serena's doing. So Serena might need help. Is that what I'm reading? Yeah. Yeah. So Octavia's willing to if she sees anyone falling behind double back to try and lead them out uh, because one of the things that she's good at is dexterity and Ah. at this point as I've mentioned she's committed to helping so if Serena is sort of falling back and uh, it seems to be slowing down she'll Mm -hmm. double back and and be like come on Serena we don't come on follow we don't have time follow me what kind of help does Serena need? Like, is she just kind of generally suffering and struggling, or what's your um, sort of you just yeah, kind of like it, it's definitely part of it is like the head wound combined with the fact that she did like whether it, like it wasn't strictly unconsciousness, but whatever it was wasn't like particularly you know it wasn't good for her. Um, yeah. it's like her balance is all thrown off. I think at this point. Like, with everything shifting, like, she managed, like, when it was kind of flat ground, but now there's an incline, and there's all this stuff exploding around her, and also she's... So she's just stumbling and falling as she tries to climb these stairs. Yeah. I think that, um, Octavia 
should do a climb roll. And the way I'm flavoring this is that Octavia is trying to, like, aid Serena in being able to climb these steep stairs. Oh. Um, well, this isn't going to yeah. go very well, but I'm here <laughs> for it. Okay. Yeah, that's a failure. <laughs> um, cool. So that's 73 against 22. Um, I think that you also, like, stumble and fall with her um, from having failed at that. Behind you, the sinkhole is becoming this, like, swirling mass of rock. Like, normally when there's a collapse, things happen very quickly and then become very still. But what's happening is that four giant fists that are glowing with this power continue to just pummel the shit out of the quarry. But then what happens is that one of the four hands reaches up as far as it can... You see most of the forearm exposed from the rock, and it smacks down, its fingers landing in the parking lot, crushing the bulldozer, as it grips the side of the quarry that faces Raphael. Another hand on the other side smacks down where the site office was until they'd moved it, and grips the other side of the quarry. Why don't you give me a straight dex roll, Jess? Alright. Wow. Success. Okay, why don't you tell me about assisting Serena out of the quarry? So, originally it's just trying to sort of lead her up via, like, climbing up and, and like, trying to explain how to climb up. Uh, at a certain point it becomes clear that she can't really help her that way like that's not the kind of assistance that she really needs uh, so she doubles back again and this uh-huh. time just sort of takes her by the hand and sort of just pulls her along a pathway that's not so much climbing as it is just sort of like the easiest path that there is, right. as fast it's, as it's possible. A, right, it's a longer route, but it's something that uh, she can sort of navigate a little bit more quickly. I love that. Uh, and it just, like, physically leads her that way. I still need a climb roll from Serena. Okay. And more than anything, I'm checking that Serena doesn't fall again. Oh, fuck! That's a 99. Well, I'm excited for your next character. (laughs) It's okay, I have an idea for the next character. (laughs) (laughs) The sincerity. Holy shit. No, I do, and I think people will hate it, and I'm looking forward to it. The consequence is that Serena tumbles and, like, slips, and... Octavia is dragged down flat onto her front because she's holding onto Serena's hand and Serena is hanging off the edge of like where the stairs are cut into the side and as this uh, the reason that this happens is that the ground shakes violently underneath you as the bottom like sets of stairs fall away into the sinkhole and so 
Octavia is holding onto Serena with this one hand. Fuck. Start drafting that new character. And that's when Celia appears next to Octavia and reaches over with both hands to grab onto Serena's shoulder, the, the like shoulder of her clothes, and pull as hard as she can. And I need a strength roll with a bonus die from Octavia to try to pull Serena up over this sheer face. Huh. It was nice knowing, yeah. Well, I, I think Serena's like saying, no, "Just leave, leave me. Save yourself." Some good last words you've got there, bud. All right, I need to roll a one or a two. That's a four. So that's forty-eight versus thirty. Uh, yeah, it was. It was good. It was good knowing, yeah. And Serena slips out of your grasp and falls into the whirling blender of rocks. Serena. And disappears from sight. And Celia goes, Serena! Joe, I'm giving you control of what I've drafted for Celia Taggart's character sheet. Oh, okay. At least for the rest of this episode, I want you to play Celia. Celia yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to have yes. to have a conversation in oh, no, definitely, sessions definitely. now about what's going on. Uh, Celia and Octavia, you find yourselves at the precipice looking down into the swirling rocks that Serena just disappeared into. Holy shit. Hang on, how, how did how did how did Celia? Yeah, she's kind of a nerd. That's so like good. this. Yeah, you're getting it. Okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Serena! <laughs> Wait, no, that sounds like Lewis from Family Guy. No, <laughs> That's really good. You're, doing you're nailing it. You're nailing it. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is quite traumatic for Vi. Uh, how many sanity points am I gonna lose here? Yeah. So I need you to roll against your current sanity. Oh, well, you succeeded. So, great. You don't feel anything about Serena. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you... So, watching a friend die this horrifically in this kind of situation, I was going to say was going to be a 1d10 roll. But because you succeeded, I think is 1d3 instead. Often in Call of Cthulhu, there is a penalty and a lesser penalty for really extreme sanity costs. Yeah, so, I wasn't going to feel comfortable if it was just nothing. Yeah, so you'd still need to take 1d3. Right. Okay, you one. take one sanity point of damage for what just happened. And that's right. that. <laughs> I will take a, I will have to take a moment to think about... Because I think it's uh, it does affect her a lot. I think it's just going to so be too. that yeah. she's going to be coping with it in a more healthy way because of that role. I think so too. I think that's exactly what the science mechanic really means is to do with your damage. And I need Celia to roll against current sanity as well, actually. 
I cannot believe this is happening. It's pretty wild, huh? If anyone was going to die there, that would have been Felicity, right? (laughs) Who is this lady that you have as the picture for Celia? It's just a random waistcoat lesbian. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) You typed into Google, waistcoat lesbian. Yes, I did. (laughs) Did you actually? Yes. (laughs) So please Uh, roll against Celia's current sanity as well. Okay, so that's a... Oh, and turn off edit mode. Okay, so that's a 35 or lower. Right. So Celia takes 1d10 sanity damage. Aww. That makes sense. Yeah, that kind of tracks, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 10. (laughs) Dear Lord. (laughs) Christ almighty. So start rolling up your third character. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Give me an intelligence roll, Joe. Uh, intelligence is 70. That's a 63. So you comprehend what you've seen. It's time for me to roll a cheeky little die. One. I know what one is already, but let me just be absolutely sure about this. Celia experiences amnesia. This is a good one. Amnesia? (laughs) I hardly know her. Good lord! Fucking... (laughs) You stop! (laughs) Um, So... Because imagine if Celia just completely forgot that Serena ever existed right now, because that was so upsetting to witness. That would be distressing. That would be distressing. I think that's exactly what we're talking about happening right now. Yeah. Yeah, I figured. Mm. So, Celia is suddenly completely unaware of what's going on around her. The way we played this out for Octavia last time was that Octavia, her brain couldn't handle the horrible thing she saw. And so threw out everything else that she knew and has been, and then had to spend time kind of refactoring each thing piece by piece. Yeah. And I think that's basically it. You find yourself in this horrible situation and and your life just started. Oh fuck. Uh uh where where am I what what's going on? Uh why am I and she feels her face and she feels the tears and she's like why why am I I what? wasn't strong enough. The ground is still shaking, right? Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah I, this is all happening. Yeah, this is a this <laughs> yeah, is a full I, I, catastrophe. I think, yeah, I think she just starts kind of stumbling up the steps away from what she can clearly see as like something bad happening, but she kind of doesn't really understand what's going on. And it's finally time for me to cut away and catch up with what's been going on for Felicity. Ah. So Felicity saw. These, this ring of the green-cloaked figures closing in on the town. And she saw people panicking and trying to run away. What's she going to do? The best way, the only way that she can get people out, if that's what she chooses to do, is through the mirror. Interesting. So, I guess it would make sense for her to try and gather people away and take them to Dixon's room. Okay. 
I like that a lot. Tell me, like, tell me, do you feel you have a, a role you could do to kind of crowd control or something? Because this is just a lot right. of panicking people. Right. So I think it would take quite serious persuasion skills, right? Yeah. Yeah, so persuade. Mm-hmm. She's only got 25 persuade, so. Mmm, bad fail. 91. And my persuade score is 25. Oof. Yep. Heckin'. I think the only thing I can really say about that is that you run around trying to get anyone, grab anyone, and they just, no one is listening. They are wild-eyed and panicking. And you see the the digger, like, start to rev its engine. Is there someone in it? Yeah, Henry, although you don't know he's called Henry. But the the cigarette-smoking union guy who's, like, pulled the plan together to detonate the quarry. I knew he was called Henry. <laughs> Serena knew he was called Henry. <laughs> yeah. Rip. And he starts to, like, spin the wheels on it. Like, he's trying to get it in gear to push the site office over the edge. And as you're watching, you see that people who are trying to run away past the green cloaks that are closing in on the town mm-hmm. are getting grabbed by them. What and you happens don't, when they get grabbed? You don't know. But you can see that the things that are grabbing them are strong and that they can't get free of them. Quick, everybody, please, please come this way! Can I try and persuade again now that you people can. are seeing what happens if they stick around and you wait? Can. Success! Just. Okay. Just success right. is going to have to mean, like... Some people, right? Okay. The woman that you saw on the first day in Raphael, who was complaining to Mark Freeman the priest... In the church. She and several children who are sticking close to her pay attention to you. And she says, what's going on? Please. I don't understand why... Who are those people? Please come this way. I, ha- I-, I know a way out. Are you, like, gesturing for them, or yes. are you leading them? Yeah, I'm, I'm gesturing, and then I'm kind of, like, yeah, trying to kind of okay. propel them. Behind you, one huge purple hand smacks into the side of the quarry, and the crowd of people scream. These enormous fingers come down, crushing the bulldozer in the parking lot. On the other side, where the site office was until it was moved... Another hand comes down, digging its long claws into the earth for grip. She's just yelling out to anyone that she's running past. Please come, come this way. There's, there's a way out. Please come this way. I think you'll roll persuade one last time. I'm gonna only Save let you do this one tries. more time. Mm-hmm. Mm, That's no, a fail. They're too distracted by big. So I Scary think hand. that this woman who you saw before, uh, she starts going the way that you're going, but then she turns to you and she says, no, wait, what's going on? Just back into the residence? That That's crazy. It's, there's a path through the mirror and you'll end up somewhere frightening and new and not quite as deadly as this place right now 
she doesn't seem to understand what you're talking about, but something happens when people panic sometimes, when someone gives them clear instructions whether they make sense or not, and she just starts to usher the, the children inside, and she just says, where, where, where am I going? Uh, and she makes her way towards Dixon's room. Right, so you're leading them at this point. Yeah. Okay. You need to do the spell again. Yes. On the mirror. Yeah. But the good news is that for the dreamscape, because this is my point. homebrew stuff, it's one point yeah. and no sanity cost. <laughs> because dreaming is a different ball game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just the barrier spell, it's just the fact of using the mirror is a slightly different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the way that this works instead is that you're going to try and dream into this mirror. Yeah. It's going to cost you one magic point, and you're, I believe when we were escaping the dreamlands, it was a power roll to try and control the mirror. So I'll take one magic point off. Yeah, you get into Dixon's room, you see the mirror, and you, yeah, you, you don't reflect in it. So basically you're standing yeah. there, and it, what you're seeing in the mirror is just the women and chil- the woman and these children... Crowded in the reflection, like through where you should be in the mirror. It's very weird. So I'll just do my power roll. Just power, yeah. And I don't need to spend hit like I don't lose hit points or sanity points to do this. That's correct. Right. Oh, extreme success! Wow, that's fantastic. I'm gonna say in that kind of case, I think that. Well, firstly, it's an extreme success. So it's just kind of just like you tell me. A little bit of how this goes down. Right. But what you're describing is, like, you dream the mirror open. Yeah. And I think with an extreme success, like, you kind of open it up. Right, so it turns into, like... So rather than, like, you flipping onto the other side of the mirror, you make a portal, almost. Right. So I usher the, uh, the women so, in So the tell me what the kind of... In. The magic looks like as well. And I stand in front of the mirror. Uh, they're all waiting... And I press my hands against it and will it to expand out into this, you know, doorway shape. So it looks like something that they can that they can walk escape through, through, that they right? can yeah. escape through. Yeah, okay. Um, and I'd hope with an extreme success as well that it's less jarring for the people making the journey, that they have a less terrifying experience than... Uh, Felicity and Serena and Octavia did, at least by some measure. Okay. <laughs> and I feel like you're just you're looking at the DM right in the eyes here and uh, putting in a request for what you hope the mechanical penalty. Please, these like... little baby children. <laughs> um, and and she says to them, on the other side, things will be very confusing. But whatever you do, look for the Society of the Universal Friend. They will help you and then what do you do and then she ushers them through and goes back to okay the quarry running back to the edge of the quarry you see octavia and celia climbing up the last of the steps where's serena uh who i who's serena she she didn't make it. Who who are who are you? Because I'm Where's Serena? 
She didn't make it. Was she still in, was she still in the, the quarry? We need to go. And Vi is not sobbing, but is clearly crying. How does Felicity react to this? I I opened the the channel mirror. We we have a way out. All right. Is let's, Serena really let's, gone? Let's go. Where's Pierre? Is he was he not with you? I forgot about Pierre this whole time. <laughs> I love when you yeah, forget shit. about Pierre. It's one, my, it's one of my favorite mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pierre. We're going now, Pierre! I'm going to write into season three that you have a baby, just just for the same energy. Just like, like where's the baby? Tell me baby. whether you forget about the baby. <laughs> do you remember where Pierre was? Uh, I do. <laughs> is he with the guys loading up the, the site office with Archite? No, he, he got hurt, and we said... Oh, we need oh, to yeah. put him somewhere, but we can't put him in the site office. And then I can't remember where we ended up putting him. So. Okay, we'll cut around this, but yeah. I'll just tell you guys uh, that that two of the union guys carried him into the residence and yes. put him somewhere to to like rest because he passed out. Great, so it's on the way. Yes, but you don't know where in the residence he is. And Henry yells at you all from the digger, Do whatever you're doing! Get out of here! I'm gonna put that thing down! And he shifts a gear stick in the digger, and he, and he backs it up, and you can see he's about to charge it and push the site office over the edge of the quarry. Good luck! Let's get Pierre and let's get out of here. We need to get as many people as we can to follow us through the mirror. You need, or at least one of you needs, to do a navigation roll to find Pierre in this building. <laughs> okay. But yeah, you can. I mean, you can still try but to on, on the get way. people to help. Like, uh, who, who's Pierre? Celia, are you okay? Uh, is that is that my name? I I don't. No, I can't, I can't remember anything. So the thing is, you both failed your navigation rolls. Yes. Uh, so you're just kind of, like, lost in this building. I mean, you know where Dixon Kynes' room is, but you can't find Pierre anywhere. Pierre! And things are starting to shake more and more dramatically. Yeah, Felicity's just yelling, Pierre! Pierre, it's time to go! Pierre! You feel an earth-splitting uh, shake, and you hear this this enormous boom as what were left of the windows in the residence building are blown out, and you see this violet light just just erupt. It's blinding even from inside the building. In the moments after it happens, all of your ears are ringing. And then you hear... 
Octavia? What's going on? Pierre! And you see Pierre down the hallway from you, who is awakened by the massive explosion, has stumbled out of someone's room. The ground is still shaking. There's no time to explain. We've got to get out of here. Pierre, thank goodness that's you. Come with us. We've, we have a way out. Because you failed those navigation rolls before, I am definitely not allowing you to try to persuade anyone else to come with you. Okay. It's just the that three of you sense. and Pierre. Right. As you make your way to Dixon's room. Yeah. We all need to go through the mirror. We, let's get out of here. There's no I time. got an extreme success, so it's still open, right? <laughs> yes, it stayed open. Yes. Basically, it's waiting for you to go through. Right, nice. Quick, go through. Uh, but wh- how? What do you What do you mean? That's just a mirror. Octavia is is pushing people through mirrors if they don't go through the mirror. Uh, yes. That's just how it is. <laughs> okay, so just a note for Celia's reference is that uh, it looks like a perfect, like, it doesn't look like a mirror. It looks like a doorway oh. through which she can, like, a large doorway because it expanded, but through which she can see a perfect copy of this room reflected. What? That and a doesn't... copy of herself. So it does look like a mirror, but, like, a, an impossibly polished mirror? Or, like, What you know? the hell? This looks so strange. Yep. Come on. Let's go. Uh. And... Octavia and Felicity don't have reflections, but Pierre and Celia do. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> and the thing that happens when Pierre re- walks up and reaches out and touches his reflection in what you know to be the surface of the mirror is that he's just passing through himself. So where his fingers are reaching through the portal, like he reaches out to try and touch himself with his fingertips, right? Basically, fingertips just come back through the other way. Yeah. Ooh. And he just crosses through. Like, he just couldn't touch this other identical man. And he just walks through. And then the Pierre, who's just walked through the other way, goes, What's going on? No! No! I have to get out! No! And he turns around and starts hammering on the doorway that you've created, but he can't pass through it. No! Best of luck. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm not losing anyone else today. And she's going to push horrible. she's going to push Celia through. The same thing happens to ah. Celia and essentially happens to Celia's reflection. But Celia, one thing that's interesting is that Celia's reflection looks around and as 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 you all go through the mirror and and then because Felicity goes through it, it starts to shrink back down to the standing mirror in Dixon Kine's room size. Celia looks around and you can see something on her face if you give me a psychology roll, an expression that's so peculiar. Is that on the other side of the mirror? The, the reflected Celia who came through into the non-mirror world. Right, but do we see it from the other side of the mirror? Because you, you said that we've got... Yeah. And exactly like with the Rhode Island Batman experience, once you're through, none of the shaking or the chaos, the screams, the booms, none of it. It's just it's just silent where you are. Do I need to make a roll as well? Vi was successful. Okay. What Vi can understand on reflection Celia's face is that she has that she doesn't have this expression of like cluelessness that Celia is wearing every moment right now from forgetting everything. Ah. 
She remembers everything. No. And you find yourselves in this silent copy of Dixon Kind's room. But what's so strange about it is that just out of sight of the mirror, in the places that you wouldn't be able to see, if even if you craned your neck looking in the edges of the reflection of the mirror, the room isn't there. It's, well, it's like in a video game when, when it kind of clips out, right, because it's not visible. Right? There are just these gaps in the environment. And what you see around you, outside of the room, is lush, long grass. Huh. What? That doesn't... That can't be possible. Octavia and Felicity know that they are in the dreamscape because it has this familiar feeling to it. I think I would say that Felicity knows especially because she had a little bit more experience with it. Mm-hmm. So there's just a feeling to how the movement works that you know you've come into the dream world. Yeah. Right. Well, I hope so. Uh, it would be really worrying if we hadn't uh, entered the dream yeah. world through the mirror. <laughs> this is all really messed up. <laughs> Yeah. Can... Is, is everyone okay? Like, is Pierre and, and Celia alright? I don't know. Pierre is standing and looking through the, the standing mirror reflection. And he and he's kind of, like, leaning around to try and look further through it. Because he... he his reflection ran away. Yeah. And he's trying to understand what he just saw. I'm trying to remember <sighs> what happened when we first went through the mirrors. Uh, but uh, we couldn't hear anything the first time. Yeah, yeah. Can we hear anything? That's. I was about to ask. I feel like you two might be fine because you've been there before. But Celia, yeah. as far as we know, that's it. Not. It's silent here. Like you, you aren't. You aren't in in the middle of all that chaos now. And then you listen for a moment, and you can hear like actually, there's just the slightest sound of the breeze. It's not that you're experiencing the same kind of like psychedelic trip that you had that previous time. Instead, you're just in a kind of very different, much calmer environment. Celia, are you okay? Can I hear that? Yes. I... I don't know. There's a lot of things I don't know. Pierre, are you okay? He... he... he ran. He... 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 he looked like my brother. I... What's going on? He was wearing my clothes. We should be safe now. Or at least as safe as we can be until we need hats. Just sort of stops in the middle of a sentence there. (laughs) (laughs) And Pierre says, "Uh, hats? Octavia's right, we need hats. Hats. (laughs) So around you in the room, as I said, it's a copy of Dixon Kine's room. But there's nothing, yeah, here for hats. Is there anything that could be fashioned into a hat? Is there any like fabric? There, there's bed sheets, yeah. All right, let's yeah, rip I'm up some just... bed sheets and make I'm some hats. I'm gonna rip up some bed sheets. <laughs> <laughs> How does Celia feel about this? 
I think she's just really confused. She like she has no fucking clue what's going on, and now we're there in the dreamlands, which I do not feel is like the best place to have your formative experiences of your new like, <laughs> like considering you've just had your memory wiped. Eh, it's the dreamlands, bro. It's the it's the it's the vibe zone. It's perfect. That's the great. That's the best. Is place it you though? Can have. Because nah, she's gonna assume chill. that dream nah, logic is the what like, is the one that is all good. normal. <laughs> Oh. That's what babies go through. That's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, so, <laughs> like I say, the, there is this copy of Dixon Kind's room, but like, so everything that's kind of out of the view of the mirror, essentially, like the the mirror can't see it. For example, the wall that the mirror would be on isn't there, and instead, right. there's this lush, long grass. And it's just gently, like, moving in, in this, like, the softest breeze. Why did the children go? Do we have our hats? Our hats are... We need hats. I will provide priority. that you did successfully rip up bedsheets and create temporary okay. hats. Great, and we're just making Pierre and Celia put them on. Pierre has a little driver's cap. Oh, beautiful. God, we even say a little beret. <laughs> That's what good. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, French people. <laughs> and what's really <sighs> strange about the terrain you find yourselves in is that the horizon ahead of you, you're familiar that in the Dreamlands you had this like infinite horizon. Like it never dipped off because there was no curvature. You were on a plane. Yeah. But what you're looking at is instead almost like an island. It's the opposite. It's very small. And it dips off very suddenly after just a little way in the long grass. And beyond it is just this infinite kind of overcast grey sky. A lot like the kind of fairly typical weather around New England. It's just it's it's just this, you know, kind of grey, cool weather, you know, temperate for the time of year that you find yourselves in right now. But it's like you're inside this like cloud sphere. A bit like Bath's Kingdom. Bath's Kingdom was kind of murky and dark because the cats liked it to be kind of dark. Mm-hmm. This is like a bright but cloudy day. Well, we should get moving in some direction. Uh, quickly. Felicity secures her hat. So I... we should pick a direction and get moving. My movements feel so sluggish. Right, you'll get used to that, probably. (laughs) Probably. What's going on? Uh, We should pick a direction and get moving. Let's continue moving, like, in the direction that we exited the mirror. You start walking out of... The replica of Dixon Kind's room, you walk past the mirror, essentially. The reflection Celia is still in there in the in the mirror looking out at you. But the ground did does dip off very quickly, very suddenly. And you quickly realize you this kind of island that you're on, this floating island of long grass on which Dixon's kind Dixon Kind's bedroom is just sitting. Yeah. It's very small. We're talking about like a 60 foot ish ring, and that's it. Hmm. So, what's what's beyond it? 
just grey clouds. So we can't walk out any further than that? No, because it just dips off infinitely. Mm. Felicity looks around. Uh-huh. We've, Thanks we've, got a, we've got a jump. And then jumps off the edge. Yeah. This is going to get real rough for you two. Uh, good luck. Um, <laughs> I think Celia turns back and, and looks at the other version of herself who's looking back through the mirror. She looks betrayed. By who? Can I... Like, as in, like, she looks like I've betrayed her? She just looks heartbroken. I think faced with that or this, she... turns back, steals herself, and then takes a step off the edge. Alright, where's Pierre? Did Octavia already jump? Because it sounded like nope. you were like... Okay. So, she uh, in that case, is the order not is leaving Felicity, anyone Celia... Okay. Felicity, Celia, right. Pierre is, is still confused. He's standing in Dixon Kind's bedroom's, like, reflection, and he's saying, Octavia, I don't understand. That was like my... He looked like my brother, and he was wearing my clothes, and he passed yeah, through me like a ghost. Am I hallucinating? We've got to go, Pierre. This isn't what? safe. It's not safe here anymore. We need to keep moving. We can talk about it later, though, okay? Okay. Alright, we're gonna jump off here. Things are gonna get really weird. What? Things no, I... You're gonna be okay. Things jump, are gonna get... I... There is no ground! Yeah, you'll be alright, though. Uh, things are gonna get weird. Just try your best to... Octavia, uh, no. uh, hang on, I don't... I don't want to jump! Okay. Well, this isn't a good headspace to jump in, so let's talk for a second. All right. Why are we going to jump? I don't understand. So the only way that we can leave here is if we jump off. But the best way to do that is to be confident and trust in yourself and be unafraid. Know that you're going to be okay and just sort of trust in that process. Can you do that? But I don't think so. I, I am afraid. Do you trust me? Of course I do. Okay. And we'll jump off together, okay? I don't understand, but I... I don't understand a lot of what's going on right now, and... That's... okay. Alright. Just... try to accept everything as it happens and trust in yourself and trust other people all right ready um i think so all right let's go she'll jump off with him okay uh you take a jump together and you're the last ones through. Felicity and Celia are already lying in the mud. Octavia and Pierre 
shoot out of the old mirror. It's been abandoned in the dumping ground that faces up into the bright but overcast cloudy sky above Rhode Island. They shoot out like they were falling, but the gravity shifts under them and they fall again in a different direction and are caught by the soft, wet mud on the banks of a little stream. And you all find yourselves in this dumping ground where people have been throwing away their old, broken garbage. It's daytime, and you know that you've lost time because it was the middle of the night when you went through Dixon Kine's standing mirror. As you look around you, you realize you're on the edge of Kingston Swamp, and a wooden hand-painted sign points up the little stream and says in shaky letters, Creek Creek. You've been listening to the Rolling with Rainbows actual play podcast. If you'd like to support our podcast, early episode releases are available to those who pledge $3 or more than $3 at patreon.com slash Mars. The incredible music for the podcast was created by Molly Noise. Rolling with Rainbows also produces a YouTube show for aspiring DMs who want to make their tabletop games as fun, safe, and inclusive as possible. Links to the show and the Rolling with Rainbows Discord community are in the description of every episode.